You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Because of the extraordinary circumstances that are prevailing in the world at the moment, and I'm not talking just about the medical world, the health world, I'm talking about the financial markets world, we have to have a lunchtime update. And with me is Nick Kunza from Sunland Private Wealth. Your mother phoned you. Your mother's 78 years old, Nick, and she phoned you mm. from Hermanus, which means that everybody knows about this. I mean, yeah. it, it really tells you that there is something So there is something afoot, there is something amiss, and I'm understating the case. I've never seen anything like what I've seen in the last 12 hours. No, Lindsay, hi there. No, it's, it's, uh, it really is quite unprecedented. And as I said, when my 78-year-old mother phones to tell me uh, if everything's okay because she's turned on Sky News, first of all, you shouldn't be watching Murdoch's channel. But um, she, uh, it certainly does bring it home that this is starting to, I guess, what was a well-known uh, problem with in the medical side of things and with, with the virus is now starting to get across into Main Street. And that's when you should be even more worried. And we're seeing it filter through to some of these share prices. I don't think I have ever been involved in a market where the majority of top 40 shares are double-digit percentage gains down across the board. Really is nowhere to hide. I mean, we can talk about them in a minute, but I mean, the likes of these platinum, palladium, spot prices, oil prices. Oil prices are now sitting the level last seen in 2004, 16 years ago, they were last at these levels. So, Really, I mean, as, as much as we went on about last uh, week being history in the making, we once again, every single day, we're in the history books today. Uh, and there's a number of, of, of historical levels being notched up as we speak. Dollar rand is 1666. <clears throat> the British pound against the rand is 2050. The euro rand is 1860 and the euro dollar is 11161. We'll talk about the Fed in a moment just to reiterate what we were espousing this morning on the opening. Okay, Dow Jones on Friday was up nine and a third percent, just to provide a bit of context to what we're seeing now. S&P was up 9.3%, NASDAQ was up nine and a third percent. But I have to stress, Nick, and you can shoot me down if you want to, that was merely mm. financial engineering. That was nothing, nothing to do with fundamentals, the reason that that market went up. It was the fact that people were short and there were a couple of hedge funds and a couple of uh, machines that wanted the market to close higher. Let's just dwell on that for one moment. Do you agree with me? Uh, yes, I agree with you 100%. So it was the last hour of trade. It was what has been an extraordinary week on the markets. And most traders, hedge funds or market watchers do not want to go home on a weekend like this with any sort of position ahead of what uh, the rumors were the Fed were going to meet. And they were right. So you had a, a real short squeeze buying into the market. Um, but of course, if I had to point out now, S&P futures are currently limit down. They hit those circuit breakers down 4.77%. But those who are a little bit more market savvy, you can trade the S&P ETFs, which has not shut. Yes. Uh, that is what they call the spiders. That is indicating an open of down 9.8%, so another 5% from here. So uh, that puts us straight back at square one at 9 o'clock on uh, and Friday mornings. Right the low of the S&P futures was, I believe, 2,394 four versus the high of 3,397. So 2,394. If we open 10% down this afternoon in the real market at 2.30 South African time, mm. sorry, 3.30 South African time, uh, what will the S&P futures be? Will, will, they, will they break the low or just approach the low? 
I think it will probably break that low. I think we're going to push through it, which technically is opens a lot of pain underneath if we carry on. But that is that is technically be beneath the low. Okay, um, let's have a look at the uh, the other markets that are open without circuit breakers. I've got the FTSE down about six percent, the DAX down seven percent, the CAC Courant in Paris down eight and a third percent, and Tokyo this morning was relatively well off. So was Shanghai, but they're all they were all down. Of course, we had a nine and a half percent fall in Australia, and here comes the real kicker. Uh, the gold price is down 4% at $1470 an ounce or 60 let's call it $60 down on the day. The safe haven no longer safe. There's nowhere to be safe at the moment apart from your bunker with your baked beans and your toilet paper. Brent crude oil is $31.10 down nearly 11%. That's the Brent crude near futures month down nearly nearly $4 per barrel. Uh, platinum <laughs> oh gosh. What? Platinum is $630 an ounce, down $135, or 17.6%. Can this be true, Nick? What is palladium doing? That is, that is correct. Palladium is not as bad, but oh, down $159. Uh, latest price I've got for palladium is 1650 down 9% on the session. So this is a this is a real what they call you have a, you have a, you have what they call a flight to quality where bonds get bid precious metals have a little bit of a bounce and people seek the safety of traditional safe havens. What we're seeing this morning is literally a flight to cash and and uh, in this particular case, reserve currency of choice is going to be the U.S. dollar and you're selling everything whether it's meeting margin calls, whether it's people worried about liquidity. Uh, we we saw last week the likes of uh, the big houses like BlackRock uh, saying to prepare for liquidity crunches. So once again, that flight to dollar, and that is more than evident this morning on the back of that soaring dollar, we're getting commodity prices getting smashed as well. So there really is nowhere to hide this morning. Trump and the Fed have, of course, fueled this because the, the Fed cutting to zero immediately panics people. It was a silly, <coughs> silly move prompted from the White House, in my opinion. Mm, look, I can't. I, I don't know where, where the call came from, but but certainly there is no ammunition left. And and you think they would have learned the lesson last time? You know, last week cutting rates for emergency levels, um, you know, which is a, is a major major concern and spook people. And then once again, you know, in in two days or three days from yesterday, so when they when they came out with the emergency announcement once again. They could have waited three days, and now the marketplace and the rumors I'm I'm seeing on my Reuters screen is saying, "What on earth is going on? What has the Fed got in their sights that we can't see?" You know, rumors abounding now on these wild moves of a of a hedge fund blowing up, another LTCM possibly. We don't know, um, but spook the markets completely. And as I said, everyone flying into cash. And I guess also, I mean, I've seen a couple of the, the derivative houses uh, offshore as well. Um, certainly margin, what they call intraday margins being increased. So people calling in margin levels. A lot of the commodity houses uh, we saw in China this morning uh, on the Dalian exchange, which is what the, with the, the main exchange for iron ore futures, they increasing their margins. So once again, people starting to be worried about liquidity, calling in these margins, uh, these leveraged traders. I guess, uh, Lindsay, you could say, as we see this deleveraging happening right before our eyes, these moves have just been exasperated. And uh, we don't know. Apparently, also, just a heads up, there is an emergency meeting being called by the uh, G7 of the European Union, I believe. It is about uh, 10.30 uh, Eastern time uh, or Washington time. Yeah. So that'll be this afternoon. So that is something is going to be announced. And I guess it, I guess they're going to keep doing something to stop this rot because this is turning into 
a route that's been unprecedented in our lifetime. Yeah, the lockdown is becoming the meltdown. That is my phrase. Uh, my phrase, and as mm, I, I coined that is a very good phrase. Yeah, exactly. The lockdown is becoming a meltdown, and the this is an overreaction to an underreaction, and the underreaction comes from European governments. Although Italy was ahead of the curve, well done to them. They, they they're going to stop it in its tracks. But Boris Johnson, no, you're wrong. You are underreacting. And your overreaction will make it even worse. Mr. Trump, I don't even need to talk about you. Let's have a look at the JSC Securities Exchange. I think, and please tell me if I'm wrong, that the JSC's All Share Index and Top 40 Index were both down around about 11% 15 minutes ago. Yeah, let's call it a 10 and a quarter now. So Top 40 down 4,042 points in the JSC All Share. <clears throat> 10 and a quarter point down 4,526. But again, another one. Levels I have not seen moves like this before in my lifetime. Nor have I. Let's have a look at the shares that have gone down on the day. Well, there's a couple that were up, which is RCL and Vivo, but we don't need to t- speak about them. Investec, uh, because of the unbundling and the listing today of 91, formerly Investec Asset Management in London. Well done to them for going ahead. And um, I think... The- probably present in the long term a bargain but anyway Sibanye oh my goodness down 22% Sassel down 22% uh, Hammerson down 20% what else have you got give me some numbers because I need to be scared I keep on having to refresh my screen so I guess the big standout for me is is be very careful trying to bottom pick our local banks or international banks for that matter they're under a lot of pressure uh, we've got the lights of ABSA down 11% Standard Bank down 12% 116 rand a share I have to go back on my charts and see mm. the last time it was down here three years uh, ago First strand, yeah, first strand, 11% down. And then if we go a little bit wider, I guess as we sort of navigate around the idea that the South African economy is going to be closed indefinitely, or we don't know how long the quarantine is going to last, uh, knocking that is obviously our local industrials having a terrible time. Uh, the likes of clicks down 9%, um, luxury goods down 11%, Bidvest at one point, I think I saw Bidvest down as much as 17%. It's bounced back a bit, only down 10% now, but I mean, the list goes on. There really is nowhere to hide in this, in this current market. And as I say, even your traditional safe havens, as you said earlier, they're also getting totally smashed. And just, just as we close this, because we'll be speaking later on, but are people numbed into submission? Because three weeks ago we were saying, oh, my goodness, and you were probably getting calls every two or three minutes. But mm. now are they just saying, you know what, bring it on. This is what is, we're resigned to. <sighs> it's a very difficult call, Lindsay. I, I must tell you um, – the last couple of hours on the trading desk here, the phones have not been ringing. You know, it's almost to the extent that we've had a 30% drop. You do not, I mean, it's almost difficult to try and get your head around the fact that you have to sell now. Um, you probably missed the boat by a couple of days. Um, who knows? But, um, Look, in all this chaos, there's probably going to be some opportunities. But once again, these are times that this is not a financial crisis. It's turned into a financial crisis, as you rightly said. But uh, we, we just don't know where this is going to end up. And um, I guess we're going to try to get a little guidance out of out of the sort of the G7 uh, emergency meeting later. Lots of central banks meeting this week. Um, from I mean, obviously, the Fed have really uh, – there's not much ammunition left on, on their side. Not little to think what they can do. But we still have, obviously, the South Reserve Bank which I think are starting to look a little bit behind the curve. I don't know where they are, missing in action. Uh, we've got China, we've got Russia, we've got Turkey, all meeting over the next few days. But you just get the feeling as well, Lindsay, that um, these central bankers, almost the gloss is coming off them a bit. You know, They were the sort of rock stars of the last, uh, last decade. And 
look, maybe monetary stimulus turning out to be not a solution to the current crisis we find ourselves in. And this is a retrospective piece of data coming out of the South African economy, but the FNB BEL's Consumer Confidence Index came out this morning. It dropped to minus nine in the first quarter of 2020, below the fourth quarter of 19's uh, minus seven, and it's the lowest now since the Zuma presidency between 2015 and 2017. So, and this doesn't even take into account COVID-19, the coronavirus. Nick will speak at uh, five o'clock this evening. Take care out there and thanks very much for that lunchtime update. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.